Welcome to the Leaside Lives podcast with Jordan McCarthy. My guest on episode number 11 is Johnny Allen, an Irish jockey plying his trade in Australia. In May, Johnny won two Group 1 races in the land down under, taking his career tally to 10 top-level wins. A former jump jockey in Ireland, the man hailing from the Kilworth Araglen region has emerged as one of the best riders in Oz since moving there in 2012. Having switched from national hunt racing to flat racing, Johnny has partnered over 600 winners to success in Australia. He rode in the famous Melbourne Cup race for the first time in 2019. Australia is one of the few jurisdictions where racing has continued during the current pandemic. Racing behind closed doors is somewhat different to a regular season, but Johnny has continued his excellent run of form. I catch up with the Corkonian the day after his latest big race success. Right, first of all, Johnny, welcome along. This is the Leaside Lives podcast, and thanks for your time this morning. What has the race day experience been like throughout this situation, and how has it changed to pre-COVID, Johnny? Yeah, how are you going? Um, yeah, look, obviously, we've obviously been lucky enough to be able to race on. Um, and yeah, look, it's definitely a little different. No, There's no crowd there, you know, probably lacks that atmosphere, but... I suppose once you're out there in, in the action, it, 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 it's pretty, it, look, it's the same. Once you're in the race, it, it doesn't mean feel much of a difference. But I suppose just things like coming back to scale or after riding a winner, you know, it, it lacks that atmosphere, that crowd. But um, look, as I said, we've probably been one of the lucky ones. We've been able to continue. And um, luckily enough, even though it's been behind closed doors, uh, you know, everyone's still able to make a living and um, continue with their daily work. Absolutely, because I was reading earlier, I think there's more than 100,000 people employed in the Victorian Australian race and scene alone. Yeah, look, it's, it's hard to believe how big an industry it actually is, country-wise. You, you probably don't realise it until you get here, but um, it really is a big industry. And um, yeah, look, I'm based in Victoria normally, obviously. I was riding down in South Australia with the last few weeks, but um, yeah, Victoria is my is my main base and uh yeah look as you said a lot of people employed and a lot of people employed countrywide uh given the size and scale of australia you've been moving around to various states uh, to compete at the at the uh race meetings have you had to self-isolate in between those so johnny yourself yeah well look i'm normally i'm based in in um in victoria nearly look all year round more or less and um well Obviously, look, in the last month, there was the Adelaide Carnival went ahead, which is, it kind of just runs for three weekends. There's three big weekends of racing. And look, on, on, under normal circumstances, you'd just fly down there of a Saturday and ride. But um, due to the, obviously, COVID-19 and restrictions that different governments had, um, South Australia, which is the state it was in, once you crossed the border into South Australia, you had to self-isolate for two weeks before before you were allowed, um, obviously, mix back in amongst society so uh yeah look i had to leave two weeks early uh self-isolate for a couple of weeks there was a few jockeys from victoria done the same thing and um yeah i rode down there for three weekends and i've returned to victoria drove back sunday so um under government rules you don't have to self-isolate in victoria for for two weeks but um racing victoria who are the racing board they're, they're making all jockeys that return from south australia to isolate for two weeks so I've um, two weeks off now before I can get uh, back into it again. 
you were among the winners again over the last couple of weekends. Uh, two big grade one victories uh, this month, Johnny. So I think it takes your total now to 10, like, which is incredible. So over 600 winners, 10 of them at the highest level. Uh, the Australian venture has gone well, to say the least. Yeah, definitely. Look, I've had a bit of luck over here, I suppose. It was um, hard to imagine. I, I'd have been as successful when I arrived here first, but kind of came here just chance in my arm, really, just to see a bit of the world and see how things got on but um, look, luckily enough I've had a bit of luck and things have gone well so uh, long may it last The latest winners include the, the Goodwood uh, Grade 1 race on trekking and uh, the weekend before you won the South Australian Derby another Grade 1 on Russian uh, Camelot How did the move to Australia first come about because you were initially competing over jumps in Ireland so it must have been a fairly challenging transition Yeah look as I said, initially when I came out there, it was more or less just a. Oh, I never came out thinking I'd move here permanently, but um, I suppose I I'd quietened down at home. I wasn't, I wasn't riding as much or on as a regular basis as I'd have liked. And um, yeah, I think it was coming up. It was kind of early 2011. There was an advertisement on the Irish field looking for jump jockeys to come to Australia, they felt there was a bit of a shortage of jockeys over here. So, look, at the time, it was more an interest in going seeing a bit of the world. I thought it wouldn't do any harm, come over here for a few months, I'd get to see a bit of the world and see how I got on. So, there was a couple of jockeys actually took up the offer at the same time. There was, I think, me, Stephen Gray and Kenny Whelan actually came out at the same time. So, I came out here for six months, rode the jump season and went back home again then for the winter. So, um, I'd done quite well when I came out here and obviously look I thought about it when I went back home again and I decided to come back out again in 2012 and pretty much been here permanently since then so um, I suppose look I got lucky I, I I got involved with the probably right trainers right people and things just kicked off for me How different is it then the style of racing in Australia compared to, to Ireland because you switched from obviously you switched countries you also switched codes like jump racing here is a very on the, on a very small scale. It's probably similar to what they have in America. Yeah, um, they race probably we probably have seventy, eighty jump races a season. So and it's a small community, small group of jockeys. There's not many. You're riding against the same fellas every day. But um, I suppose I just made the switch to the. I was all, I was never very heavy, so I I made the switch to the flat just to gain more opportunities. Look, I made an effort to get my weight down. Um, and yeah, obviously riding on the flat is is a little different. I I I had done very little riding on the flat back home, but um, but I don't think there's any huge major difference. Sometimes the tracks can be a bit different. They might ride riding styles are slightly different, but um, I suppose you have to adapt and change change with how they do things, and um, yeah, work it as best you can. When we think of Australian racing. The first race that will spring to mind undoubtedly is the Melbourne Cup at Flemington. You got to ride in that race for the first time last November, Johnny. How was that experience for you? Yeah, before, when I left for Australia, I suppose all those years ago, that, that was the only race. I suppose everyone knew in Ireland about it. And, and look, that, that might would have been my only real experience of Australian racing was maybe getting up early in the morning and watching that race. So, um, yeah, look, to get a ride in it last, last year was a huge thrill. And also on an Irish horse for... Joseph O'Brien, who um, I gave years working for his grandfather, so um, Joe Crowley. So look, that was a huge thrill to 
compete in the race. Obviously, we didn't have much joy, but um, it was definitely good to get a ride riding it. And there could be a there could be a Melbourne Cup horse um, among your your latest winners, Johnny. Could there one of the big race winners you had? He could be Melbourne Cup bound. Yeah, look, that Russian Camelot, he was in stall favour for the Melbourne Cup at the moment. But look, um, I'm not sure if I'll even keep the like he he what I I normally I haven't ridden him before. That was the first time I sat in him, and it was only due to the COVID-19 probably that, that I was able to get on him due to circumstances because um, look his regular jockey was Damien Oliver and he probably wasn't able to commit to self-isolating for two weeks and going down there so that's how I, how, how I um, obviously got the ride in him but um, whether I'll be Riding him in a few months' time or not, I'm not sure, but I'll uh, definitely be trying to get back on him again. Going back uh, to where you started out, you hail from the Kilworth Araglen border, Johnny. You started off with ponies, then moved on to horses. Uh, local trainer Sean O'Brien, he would have had a big part to play, I suppose, in your decision to pursuing a career in the racing industry, wouldn't he? Yeah, definitely. Uh, as you said, we 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 probably we didn't have a real racing background. Um, family were always into horses. My mother was involved in obviously the local pony club and the local hunt. So we grew up with ponies always. Um, and yeah, look, I suppose my father used to go to the, often to the local race meetings in the point to point. So we'd often get to tag along with him, but um, I had no real direct involvement in racing and, until I probably got a, got a summer job with uh, Sean O'Brien. And I used to go down there on weekends and my summer holidays for, I suppose from the time I was 12 or 13 until, until, until I finished school. And, um, yeah, I suppose that was my first initial contact with racing, direct contact with race horses, and yeah, they definitely were big influences and um, per- persuaded me to go down that path. And look, gave me the confidence that I was probably good enough to go down that path. So um, yeah, look, Sean and his two, un- his uncle Dick and his his father Johnny, they were huge influences on me. So um, yeah, very grateful to them. And it's an area that's really steeped in horse racing, isn't it? That part of the world. Yeah, just steeped in ponies, I suppose. Like when you're growing up, everyone's past Like when we, we went to school, uh, where we went to school, all all our friends had ponies, and um, was hunting and uh, point to point, and it's probably the real, the real, uh, it's a real stronghold down that way. So uh, yeah, as I said, even though we never had any direct involvement in racing, we, we were always going to the local point to points and local race meetings. So um, yeah, as you said, it's it, it's um really in depth in the history down there and everyone everyone has uh, has some some sort of involvement or some knowledge of of racing around around that area what are some of the high points from your time racing in ireland johnny i know you've had a lot of success in oz uh, over the past couple of seasons but uh, you did have some good days while in ireland as a jump jockey as well didn't you yeah so yeah i suppose i did um yeah definitely look um i won the pierce hurdle as, as a seven pound it was the I don't know, it was the Pierce of the Labrick hurdle at the as a seven pound claimer yes. in Leopardstown that was um for Charles Burns that was very exciting. Uh I won a couple of graded races on a horse called Strong Project for, for, for Sean O'Brien. Obviously that, that gave me great satisfaction just with the connections and um yeah, look I had some good success for Joe Crowley when I worked with him for a number of years as well. So definitely had some good days and um yeah. What's what's the lifestyle like in Australia? Do you miss Cork or are you very much well settled in no loving life in Australia, even outside the racetrack? Yeah, look, I'm settling over. I definitely still miss home, but that's 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 always always the way. Um, 
try to get home as often as I can. Obviously, with um, everything going on at the moment, it's going to be probably a while before I get back there again. But um, yeah, look, I'm, lifestyle, I suppose, it's pretty hectic, pretty busy when you're just racing seven days a week here. Like, I'd probably go racing maybe five or six and um, yeah, just get up, ride track work, go racing, um, come home. Uh, look, the lifestyle is good, especially, I suppose, when the weather gets a bit better. But um, we're just coming into the winter now, so... Uh, it's not the winters over here down the, especially Victoria can be a bit harsh for a couple of months so um, yeah look lifestyle is good but as I said I keep myself pretty busy and I'm sure there's uh, no shortage of uh, fellow Irish men and women around the place as well <laughs> yeah definitely uh, no fear of me losing my accent anyway uh, look I have some good friends from Ireland around me obviously there's a few lads riding there still over jumps the likes of Shane Jackson Tommy Ryan um, look Plenty of, plenty of Irish around anyhow and uh, as I said there's no fear of me losing my accent What do you rank as the highlight so far so Johnny from your time in Australia? Oh look I've, I've had some great days but um, I suppose probably Spring Carnival 2019 I, I was able to win um, the Victorian Derby uh, you know on, on, on one of the biggest day of the years you know there was 100,000 people there it, one of the most prestigious races so um I think I think that was definitely one of my biggest days. Away from racing, do you, do you have hobbies like do you play golf? Do you go for a, a run or a cycle uh, during your downtime? Yeah, not a big golfer now, but um, yeah, I, I do. I, I obviously with my weight, I, I have to keep on top of it pretty much. Um, so when I'm not ra- when I'm not going racing, I, I do run, do a bit of cycling, and yeah, I'm a big fan of really all sports. I, I watch any any sport on TV. So uh, yeah, kind of look. Obviously, I, you're when you're involved in the racing game, you're kind of that takes up most of your life. But um, yeah, look, I definitely I enjoy getting out for a run or getting out for a cycle or something like that. Uh, I always like to ask the guests, um, I, I suppose particularly this time when uh, many of them are, are on lockdown mode and as you said, Racing Victoria have uh, recommended that jockeys self-isolate when they're moving between various race meetings. Are there books, series, podcasts you're enjoying at the moment that you'd recommend? I just finished, uh, I finished a book there a while back actually called um, The Secret Race. It was a book on Tyler Hamilton, the cyclist. He was uh, actually a teammate of... Um, he was actually a teammate of Lance Armstrong. Yes, I've read that book. It's it's an absolute cracking book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I actually I actually found that very very interesting. Yeah, and look, I suppose as um I finished all the Narcos episodes on on Netflix. They were that was very good, and obviously everyone's been enthralling the Michael Jordan, the Last Dance, with the last few weeks. That was that that's very good as well. Yeah, it's great reading and I suppose watching uh, the various uh, athletes across various different sports. What would you say it is that motivates you most, Johnny? I suppose you, you just have to have that hunger and, and that desire to win and just that winning feeling. Just, uh, yeah, just, 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 I suppose racing is my passion. It's, it's, it's what I love doing, you know, and um, I feel very lucky that I'm able to be, um, I suppose, work at a job that I consider to be my hobby almost. So just, just to have that look passion for racing look i really enjoy my job and really look, just desire to ride as probably as many winners and as big winners as you can and you look i suppose you can't when you're in when you're in this industry 
your your success is is um deemed on I suppose how many winners you ride and what winners you ride. So just just that drive to get the next winner, the next big winner, and yeah, um, as I said, look, it's like a hobby to me. It's not, I don't I don't look at it at work sometimes, but um, just just that drive, to, I suppose, to ride as many winners as you can. Johnny, that's about it, I suppose, uh, this time of year, I know, like, there's racing all year round, of course, but are you coming into a, a very busy time of year now, or does it quieten down before the, the carnival start off again? Yeah, it's probably quieting down. You're coming into wintertime over here, so there's, there's still plenty of racing. You're still racing seven days a week, but there's not the quality. You don't have any of the bigger races until, obviously, um racing really winds up here in Victoria into the spring carnival which is normally October September time so um, yeah look it's still, we'll still be kept busy plenty of racing but uh, probably not of the highest quality for the next couple of months but um, yeah we'll still be plenty busy enough now Listen Johnny congratulations on the, on the latest grade, grade 1 wins and uh, continued success and thanks a million for your time I really appreciate it oh, Beautiful thanks for having me on All right, Cheers thank you <laughs>